big old place. Oh, I'm yawning. <laughs> Coffee's ready. I was kind of on, on the ball this morning. Doesn't always happen that way. Oh well, that's a good thing. Maybe it's a sign for the day. Here we go. And three, two, one. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Wednesday. It's April 21st, 2021. My name is Jeremy. And this is my first cup of coffee. Mm, I did a good job with that one. When in doubt, just put more coffee in. Not sure how much coffee you need? Put in more coffee. Usually works. Well, the snow's coming down like crazy. I woke up and I was like, oh, and you know, the, the time, so I wake up at quarter of six. I need 45 minutes to kind of get my head right and get coffee ready and feed the cat and everything before the show. And this time of year, it's still mostly dark. It's, it's just light enough I could see, you know, like if there was a deer in the backyard or something but it's not light enough to see snow. So as it, the sun came up, I noticed, I was like, wait a second, is that rain? And I pressed my face up against the window and said, that's not rain, that's snow. And I looked at the back porch and there was this little strip where for some reason, two of these boards are colder than the rest and the snow was accumulating there first. And it's start, it's sticking. It's just about, freezing temperature. It's like 32, 33 degrees. So it's just cold enough that it's going to stick for a little while. And I mean, this is a, a pretty typical Vermont April day. Heavy snow that might actually do something. Oh. I think it was yesterday I mentioned, maybe it was Monday, my new sap collection method for my trees. And I went out yesterday, and holy cow, I wish I'd done this years ago. I am pulling so much sap off these buckets, and I don't have to clean bugs out of it. I don't have to filter it. I don't have to do anything other than go over the bucket and pour it into a pitcher and bring it inside and throw it in the crock pot. So simple. I, it makes me want to tap more trees. So I think one of my projects this summer is going to have to be identifying more maple trees on my property. I have other birch trees, but they're all really young, and I won't be able to tap them without killing them so i'm not going to do that but i'm pretty sure i have a few maples on the back line and the cost of setting up a bucket collection system is i mean what's a bucket at home depot five dollars and one of those taps and a little bit of pvc is ten dollars total yeah now the challenge if I was selling this stuff, I wouldn't be able to use those buckets because they're not food grade. But it's just for me. I'm fine with it. If I was really concerned about plastic in my food, I wouldn't have these right now. And I am concerned about it, but you got to balance things. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Yesterday sucked. Yesterday was a really, really rough day. Um, not in terms of any of the work or anything that happened. It just emotionally was really difficult. The, the, one of the things that's really hard as I'm, I'm facing all this stuff, all this stuff that's happened this year is, is the cat. Um, and she's getting old. 
She is old, and her dementia has good and bad days, and yesterday was not a good day. And she was just constantly bugging me for food when she had food. And remember when you were a kid and you got on your mom's last nerve and she just went, ah! That was me all day. I just, I didn't have the emotional strength to deal with the cat. But I have to deal with the cat. What do I do? Right? I've made a commitment to this animal. And it was hard. It was hard. Now, we did have some wins yesterday. Um, recorded three podcast episodes. Two of which went really well. One of which went okay. They can't all go really well. But we came up with some ideas internally for improving some things, improving some of the metrics, how guests are going to come through. Metrics, why did I say metrics? Um, process. So I'm excited for how we implement that. Now today, we're recording episode 600. It was supposed to be yesterday. Got moved. But I'm pumped for that. If for no other reason than I get to work with people that I really like. So, uh, that, went to the gym, pet the dog. Honestly, petting the dog at the gym is one of the highlights of my days when I go. And... I'm realizing I really need to get back into classes. I need classes. I need consistent martial arts classes. In a way that I'm going to enjoy. In a way that's going to work. So, I'm on the fence on something. I'm thinking about it. It's a maybe. We'll see. Do I want to do this or not? Because I do have options. It's the... It's not the forms. It's not the basics. It's not being in front of people. It's not any of that. It's the physical contact. It's sparring. It's self-defense. It's that working with another person that I am so deficient in right now that I'm, I'm, I'm lacking. I'm lacking human interaction. There's an intimacy to what we do as martial artists that I think I took for granted. And I think a lot of us take it for granted. This idea that, you know, we go and, you know, maybe the first few times it happens, it's weird. You know, you're sweating on other people. You're hitting them. They're hitting you. you you're finding that appropriate level of contact and you're going, you know, if somebody on the street just walked up to me and punched me like this, I'd, I'd, we'd be in a fight. But because it's in this context, it's not that hard, so it's okay. And you do something like that for so long, pretty much your whole life, and then it's taken away. Or maybe more appropriately, it's no longer there. You miss it. And I miss it. Miss, you know, I said it a year ago. There was there was an episode of uh, Whistle Kick Live. Was it an episode of Whistle Kick Live? It was something where I was. No, it was the Super Podcast that I did with uh, Jared Nando. And he said, "What do you miss?" Ando said, "What do you miss about 
the, the situation right now. And I said, getting hit. And he said, come on. No, I, I really, and I still do. I miss, not for the sake of, of pain, but for the sake of the intimacy of that interaction with other people that I'm volunteering my body to them. I think there's a lot of value there. And I miss it. I miss doing it. Soon. Oh man, I hope so. What's going on today? Um, got a client meeting. Had a call canceled. Got to do the books. Got to work on a book. I'm going to tell you because I've written it down. And if I tell you, I'm more likely to do it. I'm committing to finish the strength and speed hybrid program tomorrow. I didn't have anything much on, well, I had a few things. I had very little on the calendar. I have to do this. I have to get this program done. It has been sitting and I'm excited for it. And people have mentioned it to me. When is this going to be done? I got an email yesterday. If we're really going to put some resources behind training, we've got to get these training programs done. I've got to pooper get off the pot. I don't know which one of those finishing something is. It's such a weird analogy, isn't it? All right. Let's see what you guys gave me. <laughs> if I'm talking about this, it's time to move on. Let's see what you guys gave me to talk about. Um, remember, if you've got comments or other things you want me to talk about, read on the air, drop them in the comment section below once the show closes, and I will do so. And today... We got some stuff for Frank. Thank you to Frank. Hope you are well, Frank. Frank and I are due for a call. We haven't chatted in a bit. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, today is American Red Cross Giving Day. Now, because this is the world we live in, there are people who have issue with the Red Cross. That's fine. The fact that these quotes exist, that... If you don't like the Red Cross, it's fine. They can still have value. And you can, in your mind, swap out um, another aid organization that works for you. I, I skim through them quickly, and it'll work. I do not have a strong opinion on the Red Cross one way or the other because I haven't done the research. And let's face it, you dig deep enough, you can find something to dislike about everything and everyone. I'm sure all of you out there have something you can dislike about me. Whether it is a call to action for blood drives, disaster relief, or just community outreach, the American Red Cross does an extraordinary job in not only meeting the immediate needs of a community, but also the preparation and planning for long-term support. And that's from Darius Rucker. You know who Darius Rucker is? Darius Rucker is Hootie. Hootie and the Blowfish turned country singer, which I find fascinating. I find the Red Cross interesting because of 
the logistical challenges that it manages to solve. It takes something, blood, I mean, they do a lot of things, but think about the blood drives. They've pretty much cornered the market on getting you to give blood. It's the largest organization of vampires in the world, and they handle the safety and the, the refrigeration. They handle all that logistical stuff. And it's really interesting. Uh, I tried to give blood last year. There was a blood drive you know, 10 minutes away. And I waited, like, I had an appointment. I still had to wait almost an hour, which kind of drove me nuts. But I reminded myself why I was there. It wasn't there for me. I was there for other people. And there was this questionnaire they had to ask about traveling. You traveled anywhere out of state in the last year, and it had been 11 months since I'd been in Costa Rica. I said, yeah. I said, where have you been? I said, I went to Costa Rica. And they're like, what city? And I had to figure it out. We had to look up on a map what, count, what uh, province it was, because some provinces, apparently there was enough malaria that if you'd been there within a year, you couldn't donate blood. So after all was said and done, I couldn't give blood. So that really bummed me out. And it makes you wonder, how much are they testing? How much are they testing this blood for other things? I don't know. I was raised by my parents to believe that you had a moral obligation to try and save the world. You sent money to the Red Cross, you registered people to vote, you marched in rallies, stood in vigils, picked up litter. Anne Lamott. I don't know who Anne Lamott is. I wouldn't say I was raised to try and save the world even though, you know, I, I've definitely had that instinct at times. I was raised to do the right thing, even when the right thing was difficult. And now, as I've become an adult, gotten older, I look at it as, holy cow, I'm, I'm gonna show you guys the snow before I hang up, because it's really coming down and really accumulating, it's a riot. Um, I want to make the world better. I don't care if people know that I've made the world better, but I want, I want to sit, create a situation where when I'm gone, if people knew what I did, they would be able to clearly see, ah, he made an impact here. That's what I want to do. I don't care if people know my name. And I wonder what the world would be like if everyone had that motivation. Because one of my guiding principles is we should act individually. We should act in a way where if everyone did what we did, the world would be better. And so that's where my do a little bit more than your share comes in. You know, that's where I'm not going to spend all of my time picking up trash on the side of the road, but I'm going to make sure I pick up a little bit more than I ever throw out. I don't throw trash on the side of the road, but once in a while a piece of paper flies out the window, right? Happens. Oh, shoot, there was a piece of paper on it. So I'm going to pick up much more than that, right? Uh, 
a little bit more than my share. That's where that comes from. I could almost go sledding. Actually, it's wet enough out there. I probably could have gone sledding anyway. Florence Nightingale was an amazing figure. She created the American Red Cross. She saw the suffering from bad health conditions on the battlefield and in the military hospitals, and she fought like crazy to change the conditions to make sure that the doctors washed their hands and practiced sanitary measures. She put herself at great risk. That's from Sharon Lawrence. It's crazy to me to think that there was a time when medicine didn't understand that dirty was bad. It blows my mind, right? It's so basic to us now, but we didn't understand at one point. There was even a time in Victorian England where, when they thought dirt was good. And people would kind of brag about how infrequently they showered, which, ugh, gross. Can you imagine what everyone smelled like back then? Oh, awful. Absolutely awful. The Red Cross, it just, it, it, to follow the history of it, and I only know bits, I can only scratch the surface. And of course the premise of, of the day is that you would donate to the Red Cross, and if you don't donate to the Red Cross, that's fine. If you want to donate to something, I think that would be cool. It falls on a Wednesday, and I'm doing financial things, and so maybe I will. We'll take a look at the books and see, is there, you know, can I throw a few bucks over somewhere? There's usually somebody looking for money somewhere. Yeah. Oh, that's my train of thought. Next. I think this is the last one. Yep. Whenever a natural disaster occurs, it is always the Red Cross that responds quickly and compassionately. I am honored to lend my voice to their cause and thrilled to serve on the Celebrity Cabinet for 2010. That was Reba McIntyre. Is there a way I can say this? One of the things that we tend to do as martial artists when we talk about self-defense, when we talk about not being victims, when we teach self-defense, when we do all these things that we do, a lot of it comes from this mindset of being prepared and being sufficient, self-sufficient. And that's a concept that I think is really important. It's something that I'm a very strong advocate of, even though I don't talk about it much in the context of whistle kick, because it doesn't take long for someone to move from the word self-sufficient to prepper to crazy bunker person. I am not a crazy bunker person. I would love to have a bunker, but more because it would be cool. Uh, I don't have a bunker. I am not a prepper. But I wanna, I wanna go back to the last big disaster that people talked about that kind of blew my mind and it was it was the Texas power grid failing and the sheer number of people who were unprepared who didn't have food for a few days now I think up here in New England we have a, a, a tradition of being prepared because you know when I was growing up we'd lose power 
several times a year. We lost, when I was a kid, we lost power a number of times for multiple days. I remember days where my mother was saying, don't open the fridge. What do you want? I'll get it for you. Because every minute that the fridge was open, things cooled off. Now, my fridge, I've got temperature, uh, what are they called? Thermometer, there we go, on a long probe that is taped to the side. So if the power goes out, I can watch What's the temperature inside my fridge? Is my food safe? Same thing with my freezer. The Red Cross comes in and does a lot of things for a lot of people in, the t in a time of a disaster. Giving water, shelter, keeping people warm. And what always blows my mind when these news stories come up is people getting mad that the Red Cross didn't come and give them water soon enough. The Red Cross or the government, whoever, didn't come and keep them warm soon enough. It's not their responsibility, it's yours. It's all of our responsibility to keep ourselves safe. That doesn't end at the line of self-defense. That doesn't end with, I don't know, whatever. It's all-encompassing. If you don't have a way to keep your home warm when the power goes out, I think you're being irresponsible. If you don't have a couple weeks of food, even if it's food you don't want to eat stuck in your pantry, I think you're being irresponsible. The power's gone out here a number of times. I've been without power for, I think it's only been once, it's been more than a day. I've got a wood stove. I've got plenty of blankets. I've got some jugs of water ready to go. It doesn't take that much. So if you think about the Red Cross or any other aid organization, you think about what they do in a time of a disaster. You think about the most fundamental things that they do. You can take care of those things yourself, simply, inexpensively. And I think as martial artists, I think it lines up very well with the ethos of what we share with people and what we train for. I'll leave you with this thought. One of the concepts that was shared with me around self-defense that I think is, is most relevant here is the idea that the most dangerous person is someone with nothing to lose. So if you think about common scenarios where people feel down and out, what is it? They don't have enough food, they don't have enough water, they don't have enough money, they're, they're so lacking that their best options are at the expense of others. Consider how that might change your perspective on yourself and your neighbors, and maybe it inspires you to make some changes. Not quite where I expected to go this morning, but I'm glad we did. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. Now, if you have questions, feedback, thoughts, comments, 
quotes, whatever, drop it in the comment section below. Once the show closes, I will answer it tomorrow. If you listen, email me, jeremy at whistlekick.com, and I'll respond at some point. I actually think I have an email with some feedback that I've got to read on the show. I've got to print it out. If you want to help us out, you got a bunch of things to do. First, subscribe, turn on notifications, because we do the show every weekday, 6.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time, here on YouTube. Even if you watch live, throw it in your podcast feed. Help us bump our numbers. It helps. It really does. Uh, you can always leave reviews. You can make purchases. You can support the Patreon, patreon.com slash whistlekick. If you buy something, use the code FIRSTCUP15. We've got training programs and shirts, and I just updated the uh, what we call the Essentials Collection in our store. So you can check that out at whistlekick.com. And, yeah, thanks for watching. And I'll say, I will see you back here tomorrow. Take care, everybody.